I'm Diren Garrahi and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter, from their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at, to a time where they had the last laugh. There was one time I was on reception covering for the receptionist who was obviously out just answering the phones or whatever and there was a buzz at the door and it was someone with a parcel. So there was two buttons beside me, top, bottom. I was like, oh, bottom button, okay, and just pressed the top one by, I don't know why. The fire alarm went, I was like, and then 20 minutes later, the fire brigade came. No. Yeah, yeah. and they had to, so the fire brigade were outside, they had to go in, they are like, no, sorry, she just pressed the wrong button, nothing wrong here, sorry Stop. for wasting your time. Journalist and writer Amy O'Connor is my guest this week. She talks to me about her unlikely reaction when her fiancé popped the question, her struggles to fit in in college, and the inspiration behind her Instagram account, Irish Celebs Doing Things. I hope you enjoy. Amy O'Connor, you are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life. Thank you so much for having me. It's bizarre to be on this side of an interview with you because I interviewed you a few months ago. Well, you see, this is it. I have done this on purpose. You came to my mind a while ago and I was like... I'm asking her. I'm doing it. I don't want her to think I'm weird, but I'm doing it. Because, okay, yes, we met a couple of months ago. Earlier this year, you interviewed mm-hmm. me in the Dylan. The Dylan. Very fancy. Remember the, we got those scones? Oh my, we ha- well, I hacked it. <laughs> <laughs> but these scones arrived out. We're, like, Darren was like, oh, um, would you get something to eat? Like, I'm a bit peckish. And I was like, yeah, I suppose you could get a scone or something. And then they arrive out and it's like, clotted cream, butter, jam. What else would you like, ladies? And it was the most fancy. Like, it was unreal. <laughs> like, it was unreal, but it was like too much. <laughs> it was full on afternoon tea. Yeah, I was like, oh God, are we going to have enough to talk about yeah. by the time we finish these? <laughs> I really want to finish them but is it going to be weird no it was not weird at all it was great actually I loved that interview I have to say Uh, oh thanks babe out of all the interviews I do it was chilled it was chilled yeah it was chilled and yeah it ended up very nice so thank you for that so obviously from that well first of all the most the biggest revelation from that day was that you are behind the Instagram Irish celebs doing things yes I didn't know what you were going to say there (laughs) what the big revelation was. I was like, oh good, what did I say? What did I reveal? <laughs> that is my favourite Instagram account. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. I think, I think I've, I actually, you gave it a shout out and I think that's how it's developed. Such really? a big following. Yeah, yourself and maybe like James Patrice, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. well, look at it, I'm delighted. Delighted. You're welcome. <laughs> you do what you're doing. Okay, let's get started, Amy, because I feel like, sorry, I, 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 I just keep sharing it with compliments, but look at We'll, Look, we'll play on with them while they're coming. Um, on Twitter as well. So we do this thing on uh, 2FM Breakfast called Tweet Tweet Yeah. And every day, uh, Owen and I, or Greg and I, whoever it is, um, we pick our favourite tweets in the past 24 hours or whatever. And my producer has more or less told me to stop using your tweets. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, today's tweet by Amy O'Connor. She's like, Darren, you've used Amy's tweets like 17 times this week. I just can't cope. Oh my God, that is so funny. I remember one morning, because let's be real, I'm not always up early enough That's okay. to be here. But one morning I was up, I just couldn't sleep. And I just turned on 2FM because Morning Ireland wasn't on yet. <laughs> and, and I heard you read now one of my tweets, I think about Love Island or something. I was like, Gas. But I never heard it again, so I'm loving this that there's now a rule oh, yeah, in 2FM. Pretty much. Stop reading out it's her like, tweets. Can you switch it up? And I'm like, okay, Jamila Jamil. They're like, oh my God, stop. Please stop. The same people. Anyway, let's get started. Let's I feel, go. I feel like there's a lot more to you that I want to know about. Good, I hope so. <laughs> so let's do this. Amy O'Connor, your first memory of laughter. So I was thinking about this yesterday. 
And uh, I was always a very smiley, like laughy child. My mom always said that like just adults loved me because I was such an easy laugh and just always in good form. But my first memory of like properly busting my whole laughing, this is a very signature Amy memory as well. So that's kind of why I wanted to share it. So when I was about six or seven, um, I think my mom's, like it was her friend or her cousin gave her this book about, you know, Frasier, yeah. the TV show. Yeah. It was like this companion book to Frasier. And it was like, you're full of like behind the scenes facts and like cast photos and stuff like that. And my mom was kind of like, what a rubbish present. Like, you know, I like Frasier, but Jesus, I don't <laughs> want a book about it. So it stayed in the back of our car for like years and years. And anytime we were going for a spin, I'd always just read it. So like, you know, four, five, six, I'd just be like picking it up, looking at pictures, what have you. Yeah. And one day I was in the back of the car and there was this like, <laughs> so embarrassing to say this, but there was a page from a script. And I think it was a deleted scene from an episode of Frasier. And it was like this scene where um, Niles was going like, oh, like, I love Daphne, I think. Oh, I really like Daphne. I don't know if you've noticed Frasier, but sometimes like I just come over to your house. Um, I make up random excuses to come to your house just so I can be near her. And Frasier's like, Oh, yeah, I thought that yesterday when you came over uh, to tell us to always wear seatbelts. That's it. That's the joke. Me in the back of the car, absolutely losing my mind. Like the funniest thing I've ever read. And I like for years, like I just have to go back to that. And I'd be like bawling, crying, laughing. I just thought it was the funniest image. But what is so funny about that is like I was only six or seven at the time. But when I became like, you know, kind of 12, 13, you know, kind of a teenager, I became a super like comedy television nerd. So it's just so funny, like looking back, like, oh, even when I was six, like that was my that was kind of like my sensibility like right there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. so, it's such a random thing for such a small child. Yes. Frasier, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like this rubbish book that my mom was like, I don't want this, tossing it in the back of the car and me getting so much joy out of it. But clearly it was kind of like, oh, that's what you're going to be into in a couple of years. Yes. You know what I mean? It's so it's so random, but it's such a signature. It was an early sign. It was an early sign. So what was your family set up then? Um, so there is me, my little brother and my parents. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you know, tight enough family and, um, and what was childhood like for you it was it was grand like it was very like <clears throat> I was a bit of a nerd um, wasn't an active child loved watching television loved reading books was very good in school like a real kind of teacher's pet swat uh, kind of type and me and my brother like we just he's four years younger than me like we we were like we lived on this road where there's no other kids so we were kind of we were all each other had kind of so yeah. we used to play with each other but we used to absolutely kill each other as well but like we get on very well now but there was a couple of years where it would be like me baiting him with a tennis racket or like him like throwing hairbrushes at me and then me be like don't tell Joan we call our parents by their first name do you yes yeah I always wonder about that I know what, what's that about it's not like my parents were like don't call me mom and dad call me Joan and Vaughn it wasn't like that it was just I think when I was about like two or three I just heard other people calling them yeah. and I just you I could never stuck. get into yeah for years my mom was like will you please call me mom because like could you imagine like now that I'm like if I was to ever have a child and they were like, Amy, I'd be like, no, you're the, you? the only person that could call me mom. Call me mom. I'd be so upset. Like, I'd be devastated. <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, that was kind of our family setup. Like, it was very, like, I was a dork, like I said, but had those friends, like a lot of my friends from primary school, I'm still very, very close with and stuff. So it was kind of like, it was a good, happy, very innocent, dorky childhood, I would Where say. Where are you from? Watford. Okay. Watford City. Do you know Ruth Jefferson? No, but I know. No, I don't know Ruth Jefferson. <laughs> but I think are her family involved with Arkeen Superstores. Yes, I yes. think so. Yeah. 
I think so. A fine supermarket. I didn't actually expect you to know her. I just was doing an Irish thing of like, but like she's the only person I know from Waterford. Yeah, but she works in the museum, so I'm kind of like, yeah. I'm always aware. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, she's from Waterford. She's from Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amy, the first time you felt laughed at. <laughs> okay, again, I was kind of going back through, you know, like back through my childhood, teenage memories. Mm. I like, I'm kind of easily embarrassed, I would say. Like if I'm caught not being able to do something, I get really embarrassed. Like the idea of people looking at me, like, you know, those things you ever like on Instagram, you see journalists or influencers having to go to some like brand event. And it's like, we're going to make cheese today by hand. And like, oh, if we're going to film, <laughs> that is my absolute nightmare. Like being asked to do something I've never done before in front of a group of people. And that have is, you had to do that in your job? I, oh, I had, when I worked in Daily Edge, there was a couple of times where I had God. to do things for Snapchat. I just, like, it, oh, it actually, I want to break out in hives just <laughs> thinking about it. But I, I, so I get really easily embarrassed. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> again, this kind of ties into it. When I was um, 16, we went on a school trip to Krakow and Berlin. Um, and it was like, you know, history trip going around to like, you know, uh, Auschwitz you know yeah. Jewish ghettos in Krakow that kind of thing and I should preface this story I've never learned how to ride a bike okay ever no never and my parents hate this because my parents think it's a reflection on, on them their, yeah. like they're like we weren't neglectful you did get a bike and you just couldn't get it <laughs> you were just had no balance and you kept falling off it and had no will to kind of just keep going with yeah, it right, yeah, I was okay. like fuck this <laughs> leave the bike to rot in the shed Shalou can have that in a couple of years I suppose back in to watch like Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> oh my god so I've never learned I still don't know how to ride a bike it doesn't come up that often thank god okay and for years like I was able to get by like it was non issue but then this trip to Krakow came up and before we left, uh, the teachers like took all the students who were going on the trip into like, you know, whatever, this old classroom. And they were going through the trip itinerary. And it got to like, OK, we're going to Berlin. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Then we're going to travel overnight from Berlin to Krakow. When we arrive in Krakow, we're going on a cycling tour of the city. <laughs> and I was sitting there and it was like everything went into slow motion. No. Like I was just, it was like cycling tour of Krakow. Like it was a nightmare. <laughs> Like it was, that was so good <laughs> but it was actually like that I was like oh no what am I going to do and all my friends knew that I couldn't ride a bike so they were all like fully anticipating what was going to come next so I kind of stayed silent and then after I think this may have happened at lunchtime and then we had history like right after lunch so yeah. everyone was staying in the classroom anyway and I just went up and I was like, um, Miss Crowley, can I just have a word? And she was just like, yeah, what is it? And I was like, uh, you know, like the cycling tour in Krakow, um, I just can't ride a bike. And, like, and I was keeping it really quiet. I just don't really want other people to know. And then Miss Crowley was like, lads, get a load of this. Amy can't ride a bike. <laughs> the whole class fucking busting their whole staff. And they're like, oh my God, Amy can't ride a bike. We'll teach you, Amy. We'll teach you. Like my actual nightmare. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to learn. So um, alternative arrangements are going to have to be made while the cycling tour is happening. Getting a backer. <laughs> so one of my friends, Tamara, like, God love her. She was like, okay, I can't leave Amy, like, out in the cold on her own. So she was like, I actually, I, I can ride a bike, but uh, I have vertigo. So I also won't be able to participate. So did she pretend? <laughs> I, like, I actually, I would have to confirm with her now if she was, I think it was, like, half legit, but it was also, like, a really easy out. Let's like, act like she did pretend just to be okay. an amazing friend. 
Justine, better story. She definitely like over exaggerated the okay. degree to which she had vertigo. Right. So when I anyway, when I came to going to Krakow, what ended up happening that day was me and Tamara had to go around in a car with two of our teachers and follow the cycling tour around. <laughs> <laughs> so all the girls <laughs> were cycling around Krakow, and we're in this taxi with this driver who does not speak English, and it was probably like, why are these four able-bodied people who seem to be able to walk around no bother to them? Just like training this cycling tour. <laughs> it's the best story. And it was so mortifying because everyone was like having like, oh, like it's so magical here. Like Krakow, beautiful place. <laughs> but love to go back. Not in that uh, scenario, but they were all having making these amazing memories. And then I was showing up with like Miss Waldron and Miss Ryan. <laughs> And it was just like, I felt like the biggest loser. Oh my God, that is gold. It was, yeah, it is gold in hindsight. It's a very funny story. But at the time, I was Was just like... Was it upsetting at the time? It was just embarrassing. Like, I was like, I wish I could have just like stayed at the hotel. (laughs) Like, I should have just like not said anything. And then the day of just been like, oh, I've I've my period, miss. (laughs) I'm not able to do this. I should have just done that because the, <sighs> everyone knowing and everyone talking about it for weeks. And then the, oh, would you not learn how to write? No, I'm 16. I haven't learned yet. I'm not going to do it now. Don't so, care. It was, it have was you learned bad. since? No. Oh my God. Do you drive? No. <laughs> No, and I'm so terrified of learning to drive as well because I'm like well I never mastered the bike I don't know about getting into a car that is the, the, I know uh, that's one of my favorite ever first time you've been laughed at it's just bad. bombing around in the car behind the, that is amazing okay Amy the moment when if you didn't laugh you would cry so how to think about this as well and um, I don't know what people usually say for this. Is it like kind of like, oh, like if you didn't laugh, you cry, like things have gone to shite. Yeah, so, pretty much. Okay, well, I'm going to turn that on its head. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So basically, um, earlier this summer, my boyfriend, I refuse to say fiance, proposed to me on our holiday. Right. And um, when he asked the question like he you know, gave this beautiful speech it was in a beautiful setting really took me by surprise I wasn't expecting it I just burst out laughing in his face and wasn't able to stop laughing for another hour so just to like set the scene we were on our holiday in Cadiz this city in southern Spain and I feel like I've become like a one woman travel rep for Cadiz <laughs> since I came back because it was so gorgeous it was so nice but um, obviously I have kind of fond memories of it so everyone I meet now I'm like you have to go to Cadiz oh, you, you can get the ferry to Morocco and everything from there <laughs> but I'm obsessed with Cadiz anyway that's a tangent we were in Cadiz it was like Monday evening we went out for our food and Cass who's my boyfriend was like oh we should uh, go down to the beach and I was like, ah, I'm not that bothered. Like, I wouldn't mind just having a few beers or something, to be honest. He was like, no, I really think we should go to the beach. And I was like, oh, okay, I suppose we can go to the beach. And we go down and um, the beach, interestingly enough, is the one that Halle Berry comes out of the water in, in Die Another Day. Stop it. Yeah. So famous beach, beautiful Unreal. beach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got down there and it was sunset and it was like a gorgeous sunset. Wait, so, did you organise Halle Berry to come out of the water? I wish. <laughs> Could you imagine? With the ring. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue, continue. Um, But also, sorry, funny fact. Me and Halle Berry have the same birthday. Oh, okay, weird. I know, I know. Very weird. Sorry, I tell those people this fact and it's only women who are ever like, huh. And fellas are like, so what? I'm like, star signs. (laughs) Oh my God. But anyway, um, so like we went down, beautiful sunset and I was like, hmm, got to get a picture of this for the gram. Um, Yeah, posted with one of those insufferable captions. (laughs) Like, 
could be view could be worse yeah how's, how's your Monday yeah how's your Monday <laughs> <laughs> oh god but um, so I was taking photos and then all of a sudden I heard this voice behind me and it was it was Cass and he was going like Amy Amy and like we don't call each other by our names like we, yeah, we have pet names oh yeah just pet names <laughs> millions of nicknames but it's very rare that he would call me Amy and I was like what and I turned around and he was down on one knee oh ring out no one around gives this lovely speech and it felt like such an out-of-body experience that I just burst out laughing. I was like, are you asking me to marry you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, again, uncontrollable laughter. I would say for an hour, like the photos that we took there after, like I have a big pink head on me. I'm just like, <laughs> like I look drunk, you know, <laughs> just like completely not with it and wasn't with it for the next couple of hours. Like I had, we went down on the beach after I got a can <laughs> to like chill myself out. <laughs> and I was just there. Dutch gold. Yeah, literally like, and like, then I was like, I have to call my mom. And, but like, I was just laughing down the phone at her. And again, I think she thought I was like a bit locked. And she was like, hey, what's wrong? It's 11 o'clock here. What's wrong? And I was like, oh yeah, like Cass asked me to marry him. I said yes. And she was like, oh thank gosh, I thought you were going to say that you lost your passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But it was just like, you know, it was just one of those, if I hadn't laughed, I probably would have bought it because it was so like so me and Cass we've been together for six years yeah there's, I was gonna ask so yeah, six okay. six years and there's a there's a big age gap between us there's 13 years so it's kind of like it, I suppose when we started going out I think a lot of people thought like well that's not gonna last you know like okay. older guy younger boy like it probably didn't on paper make any sense right. but we've kind of just I don't know we just really like clicked we've always stuck together we've seen each other through like so many like highs and lows and transitions and so it was kind of like in that moment I could have actually bawled crying because it's just like, oh, you know it's such it an worked. important yeah because it worked you know what I mean it kind against of odds. against all odds Phil Collins bring him in <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god yeah but like so it was such a gorgeous moment but anyway I could have probably bawled crying but instead I just laughed, laughed. in his face yeah how did you guys meet we <laughs> I am um, I interviewed him <laughs> no yeah. stop yeah so Cass is um, he's like a documentary filmmaker and I was working with this crowd um, the cool Dublin they're an events guide and my boss there knew Cass anyway like yeah. they were kind of pals <clears throat> At the time, Casa made this short film called The Last Days of Peter Bergman and it was going to Sundance. And so I interviewed him for the for the cool. And um, we kind of got on well, but it was like, OK, like, you know, see how, see how it goes or whatever. And then a few weeks later, we hosted a screening um, of his film. And that night we just we got together. Got it on. Yeah, got it on. <laughs> I have also... I might as well actually this is a good story but uh, when we got together uh, the my mum uh, called the cards because she thought I was missing <laughs> I thought you were going to say because of the age no, gap imagine <laughs> arrest that man <laughs> could you imagine what do you mean she thought you were missing um, so <laughs> I hadn't been in touch with her in a couple of days and my phone died the night that I was out with him obviously um <laughs> And <laughs> next morning, she tried to call my boss, who had given me a day off, but had forgotten that he had given me a day off. Stop. So he was like, oh, the last I saw Amy, she was she was walking home alone. No. And then she was like, what? And he was like, yeah, the last time she was, and she was sober as a judge. None of these things were true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he literally saw me and cast off, said, goodbye now, see ya. 
uh, like we just we went on to a different pub or whatever yeah. my phone was dead I was very hungover and um, while all this was so I was like completely out of it but they were calling the guards and the guards were like in my flat stop interviewing my housemate no like, does she use drugs yeah stop it <laughs> yeah. and my mom's calling my friends and she's like hi Kleena yeah this is Joan listen I haven't heard from Amy now in a 24 hours or so so I think no I haven't longer but she was like no one's heard from her so um, if you hear from her please let me know and my friend Kleena was studying for her like exams at the time and she was just or, like doing an assignment in the library in Trinity and she was just walking around she was like Amy's dead Amy's dead <laughs> so I woke up at like four o'clock and like that sounds like it's, it, that makes it sound so seedy I was just actually really really dying <laughs> right. and well, like I kind of was awake but I hadn't turned on my phone I turned on my phone and I was like what like just millions and millions Stop. of calls yeah texts from people and um Anyway, it was like my mom had left a message and was just like, Amy, if you get this, please call us. <laughs> so I rang up and I was like, hi, how are you? And she was just like, Amy, Vaughn is crying. I'm crying. Luke is crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is a complete oh nightmare. Gosh. Like a complete nightmare. All my friends knew, my boss knew. Like it had been like a search. And that TV show Amber was on at the time. As no. Well, where like someone had gone missing. So for like, so once... You know, everyone knew I was safe. Everyone, everyone okay. started calling me Amber <laughs> for like weeks on end. Stop it. Yeah, so that was our first like time. That's great. I know. You survived that. You survived that. You can survive anything. You're sorted. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Amy, your no mm. laughing matter moment in life. So I was thinking about this again. Mm. I haven't like had, you know, any kind of serious personal tragedies, haven't had any kind of major like, you know, professional setbacks or anything. But one thing I was thinking of was college. College just was not a good time for me. I went to DCU, I did communications and I just, I never settled in. I was there for three years and I just felt lonely the whole time I was there. I never properly like found a gang. I never properly kind of... I just felt very isolated when I was there. It was a real culture shock anyway, coming up to Dublin from Watford. And it wasn't even like I was actually delighted to be living in the big city, but it was more like, okay, like I'm in a college where there's like eight hours of lectures a week and there's young fellas everywhere and like everyone's drinking and like sessioning the whole time. I was a real like, you know, I think we've established I was a dork growing up. So I hadn't drank till my 18th birthday, which was like two weeks before I headed off to college. So it was just like a complete culture shock in every way. I felt like everyone in my course, like people knew each other. A lot of people were from Dublin. They Mm -hmm. kind of either had gone to the same school or they knew like friends of friends. And I just never, I just never felt like I properly settled. And it was just a, it was a hard time, like in first year, especially second and third year, I kind of just managed to find other outlets outside of college. Okay. And like I did have other friends up here who were in other colleges anyway, but it was, it was really tough. Like it is really hard. I think if you don't hit the ground running, like if you don't freshers week and the week after and the week, like if you haven't really established a kind, at least one friend by then, it almost feels like it's too late. No, it totally, that is exactly how I felt. Yeah. And like I had kind of people where it's like, okay, like if I'm going into this lecture, I can sit beside so-and-so. But yeah. they just were like really, that, it was just a bit superficial, I suppose. There was just no one where I just kind of hit it off with. But it was that thing, like I probably in hindsight, I definitely didn't make enough of an effort. Okay, right. Okay. So like I wasn't at the time, it's probably a very shy kind of 
I still am. I'm actually still a bit shy, a bit quiet, but I've, I've become more kind of outgoing and confident just because of even the work that work, I'm in. Course, yeah, it kind of yeah. knocks it out of you anyway. Yeah. But at the time, like the thought of going into like, I don't know, I don't know what society, like any society walking into a random meeting yeah. and being like, I hope someone will sit beside me. Like that, it just actually, again, makes me, I know. makes you want to die. <laughs> Anxiety. It is the anxiety, but like even, <laughs> but like, there, but there were times where I just like I can't face going in today. Like I don't want to go into a lecture hall and not know if I'm going to have any synthesis. Yeah, I know it sounds so like God love me. Like in it's, hindsight, no, it's it so is, scary. Though. It is so relatable. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I went to Trinity and I always felt a that I just di- again didn't fit mm-hmm. in, and b I wish I had gone to DCU. Really? Because my sister Alva went to ECU and loved it. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like a more chilled out vibe. Like Trinity was great as in I loved the drama society. But my course I wasn't gone on. And like that I just didn't. Like there were people in my course that are my friends and I'd still talk to. But I didn't fully ever settle in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard. It's really hard. Especially when like you. Did you still live with your parents? So that's yes. It. So at least you kind of had that. Yeah. Anchor. Yeah. Whereas I kind of felt like I was just at sea did you live with them so for my first two years I lived in student accommodation like not campus accommodation but it was pretty close so in my first year I lived with a girl who was in my course um, and who was like really nice and sound but like we're not friends now do you yeah. know what I mean but it, it, but she was nice it was good to have someone to go into college with sometimes and then I lived with two lads from the middle of the country who like <laughs> I mean I just couldn't relate to on any level like really nice lads but you know what I mean like 18 year old lads like are far behind 18 year old girls yeah, like these yeah. guys were just like you know like lining up their cans in the window and stuff okay, like that right. and hanging up like county flags everywhere legends yeah exactly total <laughs> legends but that was kind of the thing as well like because I was living in campus accommodation everyone around me was kind of from the country yeah like I'm from Waterford but I don't consider that the country do you know what I mean because <laughs> no because it's like I grew up in Waterford City like yeah. I didn't grow up in like the middle the of nowhere in Leitrim yeah. or like you know what I mean but everyone around was kind of a bit more it's been more kind of culty vibes going to the county <laughs> colour but I don't mean that in a but it was just like the kind of buzz that I just I didn't get okay. like going to county coloured nights going on about like I don't know the national anthem playing at the end of the night and I'm like where are you from like the 60s like I don't understand this but I so I couldn't genuinely couldn't kind of relate to some of them I don't I I sound so snobby no, saying don't. that but it was I just I couldn't yeah it was just not my buzz like going into coppers or going to a county colours nights in like the big tree in Drumcondra or something <laughs> like I remember going to one and I was like what is this <laughs> what is this Ireland I don't know this Ireland <laughs> I'm too glad for this <laughs> it wasn't even like I was just like I no. don't even own a GAH yeah, like yeah, this is okay. madness but yeah it was really harsh like and I think be- in one way it was probably good because what it meant was by the time I got to second year I kind of sought out I was like okay I'm just going to get an internship here okay. and I'm just because I have no hours in college yeah. I'm kind of doing nothing here really like if I'm not in college I'm just in my flat and it's a bit grim you know yeah. so I got an internship with the PR firm and I ended up doing that for the whole year um, right. two and a half days a week and like I mean I will talk more about that later it was it was good because it set me on the right course and it gave me a different kind of perspective on living up here yeah. but yeah college I was kind of you know people who are like oh college they were the best days yeah. of my life like you know like reminiscing about like crazy nights out or yeah. I don't have that okay yeah but you've made up for it mm-hmm. since I've made up for it since yeah. I think yeah but it's I, it does kind of make me sad that I didn't get the whole college experience yeah but, I hear you you know um what year did you finish 
Secondary school, the reason I ask is because I actually had communications in DCO on my CAO form. We could have been in the same year. Oh, I, I finished secondary school in 2010. So did I, did you? Yeah, oh my God. Oh my God, we could have been in the same ah. course. We could have been pals. Ah. What, what number did you put it down on your course? Uh, like six. Or, <laughs> okay, right, we get it. He wants to go to Trinity. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll go to CCU if I don't get any of these other five courses in Trinity. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh my God. Okay, right. The person <clears throat> that you always laugh with, Amy. I feel like Cass has gotten his moment in the sun, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to say him, even though we do have good laughs. We have yeah. the lols. Um, but I didn't really want to pick any one person. I kind of wanted to pick my home gang, my Waterford gang. So, like, we have a gang of about twelve guys and girls that we all, yeah, we all grew up together. Some of us have known each other since junior infants, senior infants. Others kind of came into the fold around secondary school, but we don't see a lot of each other like we all live in different places you know like people have different their own lives and stuff but it's like that one night here is Stephen's night my friend Thomas has a big party um in his parents garage and it is just like it's the one night a year I look forward to more than anything because it is just like laugh a minute like sing-alongs it is and it's amazing because we don't see each other for so long but then when we all get back together it's just like nothing has changed it's like a really fun time warp but you know, you have that kind of shared history with people. I don't know. It's just, it's the, the best crack, the best fun. And I have like loads of other people I love to laugh with. But yeah. that kind of, I don't know, just the way we all balls off each other. It's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's like no matter what changes in everyone's lives or how you change or develop as a person, there's always that like home part of you. Yeah. That everyone mm-hmm. is on the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you all have the same, like, I mean, the things we've seen each other do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like shifting absolutely mortified fellas or getting, like, <laughs> completely bollocks drunk, like, you know, like, drink, or, like, drinking stupid shit, like, like, all my friends, just the things that we've seen each other do, but, like, now we've seen each other also, like, you know, get jobs, like, find kind of, like, new interests or hobbies or, like, you know, settle down with people and that kind of thing. And it's so lovely to see that, but then also be like, you shifted so-and-so. <laughs> that was mortifying. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'll remind you every time I see you. Every time I see you. Like, it's it's so true. That is what happens. But I just, I love, yeah, I love hanging around to that gang. It's like good for the soul. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, A time where you had the last laugh, Amy. So I kind of mentioned briefly earlier that I worked in that PR agency. Oh, yes, go on. So I have to say it was a good experience because it really did set me on the right track. Um, And I wasn't, they kept me on longer than they probably should have. Oh my god! Sorry, Sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, they kept me on longer than I should have because actually, like, I was probably pretty useless. Like PR, PR people get a lot of flack, but it is a hard job. Yeah, like tough. it's it is tough, and it requires a lot of just like chutzpah and shamelessness that I did not have, and just doing stuff that's like oh the last thing you want to be doing and bring talking it. to people and but also like <laughs> ringing up like to JFM or, so, or somewhere and just being like would you like to cover such and such oh, a thing stop. more and you're like no don't <laughs> ring us again <laughs> like, we're like going to news now we don't want to cover this do you know who I sorry just to mm-hmm. sidetrack mm-hmm. do you know who I always feel sorry for having to do the PR for who Jurex <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> I actually was contacted once <clears throat> as an influencer or whatever, being like, Darren, would you like to team up with um, Jurex to promote their latest 
products oh. or whatever. Like Jurex is great, but Jurex, you, yeah, you don't want to be fantastic. But I don't no, know if you want to be doing no. That. no. Oh, I wonder who they got. I know who they got. Oh, you know James Cavanaugh, but he's, oh, a, he's a perfect okay, fit. That is, yeah, sorry, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that fit. makes sense. That makes like sense. he's so cool to talk about <laughs> that stuff. Whereas I'd be like, uh, sorry, mom, but <laughs> sex is a thing. Oh God, <laughs> ladies, you know when things are getting <laughs> heavy. Anyway, sorry, go on. About so the anyway, so they kept me on like way longer than they probably should have because I was not I was not cut out for it and I had a few like howlers in my time there <laughs> like there was one time again just one of those moments that I just want to die thinking about there was one time I was on reception covering for the receptionist who was obviously out just answering the phones or whatever and there was a buzz at the door and it was someone with a parcel so I was like oh how do I um let them in and whoever was nearby was like oh you just press that bottom button so there was two buttons beside me top bottom I was like oh bottom button okay and just press the top one by I don't know why I did that it was the fire alarm so the fire alarm went off. I was like and I was like oh and they're like oh don't don't worry like it happens all the time clearly like oh sorry like you know oh, like God. completely glaring at me they're like just press the bottom one they let your man in trying to like you know frantically remember the code to turn off this bloody fire alarm or whatever and then 20 minutes later the fire brigade came no yeah yeah and they had to so the fire brigade were outside they had to go in they're like no sorry she just pressed the wrong button nothing wrong here sorry for wasting your time absolutely (laughs) but there's like loads of stuff like that there was another time where they were like oh could you um collect like the boss like the owner of the company she had left her phone in her car which was being serviced in a garage and they were like, could you collect that for her? She has a meeting at like two o'clock um, and she needs it. So I was like, okay, yeah, where's the garage? And it was in like Portobello, which it was about like a 15 or 20 minute walk from the offices. Yeah. And um, but, like it was 2011. Like I didn't have GPS on my phone and I was living in Santry at the time. I didn't know where fucking Portobello was. <laughs> so like I was printing off a map trying to figure out like, like Marco Polo, where's Portobello? <laughs> like wandering around got compass. there literally like comments like i swear to god like literally trying to like feel my way around <laughs> and it took me ages i got really really lost like was you know kind of 40 minutes wandering around eventually found this garage i was like oh, i'm here to collect like so-and-so's phone and they're like oh yeah no bother here you go and then set off again it was really late your one was in her meeting i was getting loads of calls on the phone oh, and it was like she needs her phone hurry up and i was like pelting it across and i didn't take as long going back because i kind of figured things out at that stage went in to give her her phone and she was like thank you and it was like devil wears oh, Prada. Stop, it no. was like terrifying went back into the office and they were like you know, I got a very stern kind of talking yeah. to. It's kind of like, in fairness, their own fault, sending off this yeah. like dopey nineteen-year-old to <laughs> you know, with no like no access to GPS, no knowledge of the city or anything. But anyway, there was a few things like that. Okay. So, in fairness to them, they did kind of keep me on. But at the same time, like it was kind of unpaid. They didn't. It wasn't kind of unpaid. It was unpaid, and they didn't. I don't know. weren't always necessarily that appreciative. Right. But. What was kind of cool was a few years later, when I became an established journalist, all of a sudden they were ringing me. They were sending Stop. me all the press releases. And it was kind of like, not a last laugh, like I wouldn't be like, hey, hey. Like no. it wasn't like I was drunk on power or something. No, but of course. it was kind of like, this is really cool how this has kind of come full circle yeah. where the dynamics have kind of shifted a little bit. I'm where I'm supposed to be, but you're still kind of having to, <laughs> not having to come to me like, yo, I'm like calling no, the shots. I know what you mean. But it was, it was it's kind more- of a last laugh at the universe that was it yeah yeah, 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 totally it was like yeah it was kind of like look how far I've come and yeah and not like yeah 
I like that. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah, it's not spiteful. No, it's not it was, personal. No, it's not personal. No, and I actually, I have nothing against that company that I worked for. I was just truly not made <laughs> for PR. <laughs> like, the worst person imaginable for it. <laughs> but look at you have to do these things have to, to figure out what you're good at and what yeah. you're not. And you weren't good at that. Okay. <laughs> But you're very good <laughs> at Twitter and journalism things. Okay, Amy, if mm-hmm. laughter wasn't the best mm. medicine, what would be? And you're not allowed to say what Donegal Callahan said. I know. So I was saying this before we started recording. I listened to, to the Donegal O'Callaghan episode yesterday and his answer was like, love. And I was like, no, that's the best answer. <laughs> so pure, can't possibly follow it up, but whatever. Um, no, my my answer is uh, travel and holidays. Travel and, and holidays. holidays. Yeah. We, t- we spoke a bit about this before the mm. podcast. I would be very like you. You were saying that you need to go on a proper trip, mm. like three weeks to actually switch off. Yeah. I'm the exact same. I get FOMO. Like if I go on a holiday, I get FOMO like three days in. I'm like, I'm missing out on something at home. There's a job opportunity. There's something's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. No, do you know what I will never forgive myself for? What? I went to London for two days to see one of my friends who was living over there. And while I was gone, the Theresa Mannion don't take risks on treacherous roads happened at home. And everyone, (laughs) everyone was on that buzz. And that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, they're, everyone's, they're, people are taking days off. They're, they're having parties to celebrate trees and how brilliant she is. There's people singing from the streets, quoting. I was like, my impression would have been epic if I was at home. I just was like, I'm never leaving again. That's so funny because the exact same thing happened to us last year. We went to um, LA for a couple of, like a week. And uh, while we were away, it was, what was that storm where the bread, like oh, everyone was um, going on about the bread. Was it? wasn't like super serious. Ophelia. But, yeah, yeah. Was it Ophelia? Oh, I don't know. Was Ophelia kind of serious? Oh, that was... Yeah, oh, God. No, that was the Beast yeah. from the East. Uh, no, I think the Beast from the East was the one with the Brit, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was kind of like chilled out, but like... No, but no, was, Beast from the East was proper snow vibes. No, it was proper snow, but it wasn't like... People could die. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was one of those Anyway, storms. I was missing out on the crack. <laughs> because like my whole Twitter was like people going on about... Um, the obviously the Brit. Yeah. And then also that... JCB got into the oh little, little. <laughs> yeah. But like everyone was like, I was like, I feel like I'm really missing out. Like I'm eight hours behind. I'm missing out all the memes, all the good tweets, all the good observations, <laughs> and like all my emails to people. I was like, Are you enjoying the beast from the east? <laughs> <laughs> the little, the little JCB thing is so up your street. I, I feel sad that you missed that. I know. That. How could I miss that? Oh, like, but I, I totally know what you mean about like kind of missing out on the the crack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Like I, I never went traveling when I was in college. Like I didn't do, you know, interrailing. I didn't do a J one or anything like that. I was kind of always working or otherwise occupied. Mm-hmm. So it's only in the last couple of years that I've started to kind of venture off yeah. a little bit more. Like last year, we went on, we went book wild, and we went on four holidays. But they're yeah. all kind of, I know, and I actually feel guilty saying that because the environment, <laughs> the environment, the environment. You need to start going on a yacht like Greta Thunberg's one. Exactly. Then you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) But like, no, I've kind of, I've just really started to appreciate kind of what travel does for me, which is, you know, kind of gets you out of a, like just, you know, you're kind of Dublin bubble. You're kind of in this line of work that we're kind of both in, the kind of like media bubble and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even just like off Twitter, off social media a little bit and just, you know, in a completely new environment, new landscapes, new people, new culture, new customs. And just kind of reminding yourself, yeah, like the world is so much bigger than 
bloody Dublin 4, Dublin I 6. I know. You know then, then, I mean? then South William Street. <laughs> South William Street. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. So I've really come to kind of appreciate it. Good. That way. Yeah. yeah I'm going to do more travel. Thank you for that inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Before we do our quick fire round, I, I had thought it might come up organically within one of the questions, but mm. it didn't. So I need to yes. ask you because I'm not <laughs> letting you go without asking you. Um, your Instagram, Irish celebs doing things. Mm-hmm. When did that start and what was the inspiration behind it? So it started um, last March. Wait, just gone? No, no March the one before. 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like a year and a half now. <laughs> and it was literally, I mean, the name of it is Irish Celebs Doing Things. I didn't put that much thought into it. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? That's what makes it good. Yeah, but it's like, like literally two seconds, like, uh, will that do? Okay, yeah, grand. Like, that's available. So I just put in the profiler is, or like the little photo is Brian McFadden having a pint of Guinness. <laughs> And you know what it was? So I worked at Daily Edge for like three, three and a bit years. And in that time accumulated a lot of very useless information <laughs> about Irish celebrities. So like just like we had access to um, this database, like your photo database of old photo calls around Ireland. Right. And I mean, gold. if you just, it's gold. Like if you type in any celebrity's name from like, you know, kind of mid 2000s, yeah. like like even like Brian O'Driscoll or something like yeah. that. Glenn Gilson. Glenn all yeah. that gang. There's a lot of, very embarrassing photo calls from around Stephen's Green. Like really mortifying things that you're like, that has aged so badly. <laughs> like in terms of like like girls lining up in bikinis. Yeah. Like imagine that's what you would have been doing 10 years ago if you were uh, in Hardly. I hope people would be legging it. The photographers would be like, no, thank you. No, I will not be releasing those photos. <laughs> but anyway, so, in, so when I was working with Daily Edge, I just accumulated so much information. Like embarrassing tweets, embarrassing kind of like stories and headlines and stuff but then when I left I kind of had nowhere to put it so occasionally I tweet about stuff like do you remember that and people are like ah, ha, ha. and I kind of felt like okay there is definitely like room for yes these kind of like gas things like either like celebrities in incongruous places or positions <laughs> or whatever or just like embarrassing photos or old videos and I was just like okay I'll set up an Instagram account see how it goes and it just took off really really quickly like I think within like a week or two, there was a few thousand people following it. Brilliant. and But it's the captions that make it. Thank you. I put a lot of thought into Like, them. honestly, they make it. But that's why your Twitter as well. Like, it's just... So just mm. the way you word things. I'm like, how does she do it? She hits the nail on the head every time. You know what's funny? My dad is brilliant at kind of like, you know, like kind of either puns or yeah. just like wording things. So it's definitely... It's a gift I've gotten from him. I'm okay. not saying it's a gift. No, but it is know, a gift. But it's definitely... It's like I see him just even how he words certain WhatsApp things and it's like, huh, that's where I got that from. Wait a second. Wait a he's, second. I'm definitely his. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, your quick fire round. Okay. The movie you always laugh at. The movie I always... You know what? Bridget Jones's Diary. Ah, oh, gold. It just... It actually... I've seen it probably 20 times, but it just makes me laugh so much. So much. I love the gang of friends in that film as well. The gang of friends are friend goals. No, they're so brilliant, aren't they? It's they're just like... Oh so it's just It's such a perfect portrait of how like people in their 20s as well, like just like yes. slack each other relentlessly. And like, you know, like that scene where she falls out of the taxi because she's so locked and they're like, she's grand, drive on. Like, it's just... It's so funny. Oh, like, and they're eating the blue soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ripping the piss out of it. It's... And actually, it's like definitely my comfort film but it genuinely makes me laugh so it's, much it's like that friend group and the Sex and the City friend group are the ones that like if you lived in London you would want those yeah. ones if you, if you lived in New York you would want the <laughs> Sex and the City ones yeah 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 uh, okay you're the actor or actress that you always love it actor or actress ooh at the moment do you know that Netflix show um, oh my god what is this called you sh- I think you should leave 
Oh no, I haven't. Oh my god, it is so funny. It is. It's like this really random, wacky kind of sketch series. Okay. I think I actually think you'd really like it. Okay. It's, it's bizarre, but it's so funny. It's this guy Tim Robinson and. He just makes me like howl with laughter just even looking at his face. Okay. He's just, he actually kind of looks like Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know, like. Okay. Yeah. Like, has he, he been in other stuff? He was on, I think, Saturday Night Live okay. briefly. But this is, I highly recommend it to anyone who is listening. It is so funny and kind of like a bit demented, but very, very funny. I think if you, you like, should leave. I think you should leave. Okay. If you like Tony Cantwell kind of stuff, I feel oh, like. Oh, I love Tony Cantwell. I feel like if you're into Tony Cantwell kind of humor, I feel like you would like Are this. Are you a fan of Tony Cantwell? Yeah, I love him. I love him. I I love him. (laughs) I love him. I went to see him in the Sugar Club earlier in the year. And like, he's on another planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, okay, I feel like if you're on that buzz, you like this But a good, it's a good planet. Yeah. Uh, The book you laughed at, out loud at. Mm. Anything by David Sedaris. Have you ever read him? I don't know. He's really funny. He's like this American essayist. Um, he has like, I think he puts out a book of essays nearly every year, but he has um, he has one called like Me Talk Pretty one day. It's probably about 20 years old at this stage, but he's genuinely hilarious. And he does loads of, um, like I think if you look up, you know, This American Life, that yeah. podcast, there's loads of episodes of him reading out his stories and his own delivery is like really, really hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Noted. And the comedian you always laugh at? Um... I'm going to say Ashling B. Oh, I love Ashling B. I know her like she's, she's kind of a friend of mine as well, but she just she? I yeah, I've kind of I've done little, little bits for her sometimes. Oh yeah. But she's no, she's really, you know what? She's I've seen her live so many times now at this stage, but I just her energy, the, her turn of phrase, just she makes me just laugh just looking at her. She's yeah. kind of one of those people where her presence is so infectious and contagious. I'd say so. Yeah, it's have you ever seen her live? No. Never live. Next time she's around, you should definitely go see her. I feel like she's gotten too big now. Yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, she's never coming back, actually. No way she, yeah. <laughs> actually, she's in LA now. Never mind. <laughs> there's no way she's coming back. Unless she'll do my podcast. Will you ask well, her look, to do my podcast? I'm not making any promises. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Amy O'Connor, your best or worst joke? Sometimes they're the same thing. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, this is one that, like, I've actually... I love this joke. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever laughed when I tell them, but I think it's hilarious. Okay, okay? so I'm just going to go, go for it. Okay. Did you hear about the corduroy pillows? No. They're making headlines. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Amy O'Connor, thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the laughs of your life. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from, get in touch. Tweet me at Theron Garrahy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and all those other things. This podcast is recorded in collaborative studios. (laughs) 